hiring manager is busy. Hiring manager already has your resume, has already looked at it, uh, and is in filter mode. Yeah. Is this person a good fit for team, culture, the role? And so by sectioning out your personal pitch, you make your personal pitch scannable audibly right? Mm -hmm. You're Mm -hmm. enabling them to scan what you're saying through their ears rather than their eyes by breaking it out section by section for them and telling them that you're going to do that. Hey, fellow marketers, welcome back to another episode of the Marketing Careers Podcast, joined by co-founder Jed Singer. Jed, welcome back. What is going on, Eric? Not much. So, um, we wanted not to, much, but but everything at the not same time. Not much, but a lot. Um, but what's important here is what we're seeing and what we're hearing from our members in our community and our mentees. I mean, here's the deal: what we're seeing is a ton of opportunity with the the job search, the marketing job. I'll say uh, environment. There's a lot of opportunity. There's a lot of job interviews happening. But here's what we're finding when we help our uh, members through their process: a lot of people are messing up on the interview. And to the point where we realize there's an opportunity here to let's give some more value to our community. Let's help our community figure out uh, how to really be prepared as possible for a marketing interview. As we know, they're different than many interviews. And this is a how to talk about episode where we like to dive deep on a topic and we figure why not make this how to talk about yourself and your personal brand during the interview. So just to set it up here, then I want want to let you uh, talk about the... um, you know, the, the first section here, but we've identified three main sections that you need to be prepared for when talking about yourself in an interview. Uh, one is going to be tied to, now all three of these are tied to the most common questions you'll be asked in a marketing interview. So again, it aligns nicely with what you can expect, but there's probably something you forgot to consider in your preparation, which is why we're going to talk about it today. So the first section is really the the personal pitch, right? Answering the question of tell me about yourself. And I'll let you riff on that in a minute. The second one is about strengths, weaknesses, and identifying. And, and do you know yourself that well? As we say, know thyself. Do you know thyself? Uh, so how aware are you of uh, your own strengths and weaknesses to be able to answer questions aligned with that? And then lastly, we want to talk about what is probably one of the more impactful elements of personal brand, especially in marketing roles. And that's talking about the, the what, why, and how, right? Being able to show the receipts, so to speak, when it comes to the performance you've generated for a particular role or an experience, meaning show your abilities, talk about your impact. So these are the three areas you want to unpack here tonight when it comes to understanding how to talk about your personal brand in a, in a marketing interview. So like we said, the first one is about understanding how to sell your personal pitch, uh, answering that question. Tell me about yourself. And Jed, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, this is going to be a jam-packed episode. Um, I love this topic. I love talking about it with our members. Um, And the market right now, like you said, Eric, is just bananas. The talent the talent landscape right now is totally bananas. Um, great resignation we've talked about. The great reshuffling uh, is another label for it. Um, and everybody, it seems like, is interviewing. Whether they're interviewing to move or they're interviewing just to put a toe in the water, mm-hmm. everybody is interviewing. And what happens, what we see happen as, as people who have been on interviews, as people who have done a lot of hiring, as people who have mentored a lot of marketers who are interviewing and hiring, 
um, what what we see is uh, the interviewer doesn't really understand unless they've got tons and tons of experience interviewing and they've also um, have a career strategy like like what we talk about um, career factors, career profile, career path. If they've done a lot of thinking about their career strategy. Um, but for the most part, they haven't. And so they wind up being poor in interviews. Uh, and that can happen for a number of reasons. But um, for the most part, they they don't understand how to pitch themselves, which is funny about marketing and marketers. You'd think we'd be really good at uh, writing copy and, and selling things, uh, calls to action. But uh, we're not that great at pitching ourselves. And the thing to understand is that Everything that we say during the interview is being run through a filter, right? You, you, you know this, Eric, right? The hiring manager is listening to your answers uh, to their questions and listening to the discussion through a filter of, is this person a good culture fit? Is this person someone that has a lot of potential for, for success on our team? Is this person the right fit for this role? based on the things I know this, this role is going to have to do. So they're listening to every question, every answer with that kind of a filter. So they're kind of doing two things at once. Yes, it's a discussion. It's, it's a, uh, a dialogue. It's you know question and answer, but they're also thinking about the role. And so we, as the interviewee, need to be really mindful about the answers we're giving. They need to be crisp. They need to be concise. They need to be tailored for the interviewer. Um, and that's one of the, the the big mistakes that we see a lot is just sort of a canned pitch. Mm-hmm. And so when someone walks in, this is our, our first part of, of uh, how to talk about yourself is, is that first question you're going to get the second you sit down is, hey, Eric, thanks so much for, for coming in for this interview. Love that you're interested in this role. Uh, tell me about yourself. Tell me a little bit about your background. Um, this is a guaranteed question, right? This is how everyone opens up the interview. Um, and so you can then proceed to give your canned pitch that you've given plenty of other times, um, or you can put some planning and some thought into the answer to that question that you know you're going to get and is going to set the tone for the whole rest of the interview, the next 50 minutes. Um, and you want to have a 30 to 60 second personal pitch prepared down cold that you've worked on over the last few days and weeks um, that really captures not only yourself, but your fit for the role. And so this, this, is, this is one of the things that we need to keep in mind about our personal pitch is that it's not just a trip down memory lane. It's not just running through in, in chronological or reverse chronological order the, play, the places we've been on our resume uh, because the, the hiring manager has read your resume. You don't need to do that for them. Um, you've got valuable time here face-to-face with them. What you want to do is put all that in context. And the thing to keep in mind is that each place that you've been along your path, right? And when we talk about the per, you know, personal pitch, really, this is, this is a, a summation of your career profile and your career path, two of the three ingredients of your career strategy. Um, and we've got templates for this in the, in the TMH free library. Um, when you talk about the companies that you've been a part of, the employers, the marketing teams that you've been a part of, each one of those actually is a combination of three or four things. Right, it's the type of company, whether it's an agency in-house or a startup. It's the logo itself, right? The company, uh, how large or small is is the organization versus what the employer is looking for. It's the industry that that company was in, uh, and it's the role that you had, 
or the the marketing sub team that you were in. So it, it's it's at least those four things, four different things, uh, if not more. And you want to like a Rubik's cube, spin it until you've got the right combination of things, right? So if you're interviewing for a role in an industry that you don't have a ton of experience in, you can be choiceful about explaining your career path to the hiring manager and showing them that you've got translatable, transferable skills, right? Or if you've got a lot of experience in that industry, then you want to highlight that to them, right? You want to say, well, I was stop one was here. It was in-house. If you're looking for a pharmaceutical role, if you're interviewing for a pharmaceutical role, stop one uh, was in-house. I was in-house at company X, you know, large pharmaceutical company for three years. Uh, Stop number two, I was agency side. And now Agency side, you you will have also had a portfolio of clients probably that you're working on. Do you list every client you worked on? No. You highlight the one that's relevant for the role. So, uh, you know, three years I was in-house at pharmaceutical company X. Uh, next, I was at uh, a large agency, full service agency, where I had a number of key accounts, one of which was pharmaceutical company Y. Uh, and then, uh, you know, next I went, I went back in-house with a much smaller organization uh, that was in the supply chain, the pharmaceutical supply chain, right? It wasn't a drug company, but uh, it was a company that made uh, Thing X that was in pharmaceutical supply chain, right? So if you feel like you're interviewing for a role that requires a lot of industry expertise, I just outlined how I've got all these different lenses on the industry. Um, you might want to go a totally different direction if if you're interviewing for an agency role and what they're looking for is the ability to work on a lot of diverse industries, a lot of diverse clients, right? You can do the same thing and, and reposition your experience for diversity, right? And the different, different types of projects you've worked on, uh, the different types of uh, challenges that, that you faced as a marketer, but you can pitch for diversity. So I guess that's, you know, to, to sort of sum up, as you're getting into practicing for your, your personal pitch to answer that first question of, hey, Eric, tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, know that your stops along the way, along your career path, can be molded and massaged to fit a narrative about you that is true, but tells the right story to the hiring manager, makes it really clear to them as their filter is on to see if you're a good fit for this role. So what I'm hearing here, and tell me if this makes sense, is if you're listening, you know, uh, at home or plan to re-listen to this, where you can get out a sheet of paper or open Word doc, <clears throat> does it make sense to structure the answer to this question? Because you, you're you're right, sixty seconds max. Can you structure kind of building your answer to this question into three buckets: where I've been, what I've done, why I'm here. Um, because I've I've made the mistake before in interviews because a i wasn't prepared but b i just defaulted to going to my resume and three minutes later i lost the room and that interview yeah. for me was over so when i think of what you're saying about you know it isn't just structuring where i've been what i've done why i'm here but it's being you know prepared to know what does this company want you know matching what they're expecting because you can see the job description you know what they're expecting out of the role. So you just need to curtail the content in those three sections to that. Because uh, here's what's in the mindset of the hiring manager, hiring manager who just asked you that question. If you could read their mind, they'd say, yeah, Jed, tell me about yourself. And then in their head, they're saying, and please don't walk through your resume line by line and please make it quick because I only have 30 minutes and I'm thinking about the three other meetings that I'm not in right now. 
So if you can structure that answer in a way that can almost come off as, you know, a sectioned answer that has a beginning, middle and end, that is the best thing you can do. Uh, exactly. If you have, I mean, what comes to mind from, from your experience in terms of snippets that you've been saying when asked this question? Yeah. Um, and, and sure, I, I can walk through sort of an example for me and, and it would change a little bit based on the role that I'm interviewing for. Right. Right. I'm, I'm drawing from, if you've gone through our career profile uh, workbook in the, the TMH library, you'll know that there's eight elements to your career profile. And that list that we have you create is long for a reason. It's to show you, remind you of all the different things, people, connections, projects, associations, industries that you've been a part of uh, at the various stages of your career. And all of that you get to pull on in an interview. Mm -hmm. um, it, sh it shouldn't just be uh, your sports center top 10. <laughs> if it's got a lot of your sports center top 10 in it, that's great. But it should be more relevant to the role in the company and the interviewer uh, than it is your just purely your your sports center highlight reel. Um, so you can pull your your personal pitch will be a combination of a lot of those different things in your career profile um, that are relevant to the role. So when I mean when I'm in uh, oh go ahead go ahead no no go ahead go ahead um, when I'm in like uh, if if I'm sitting down for an interview um, and the hiring manager says Jed tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, you know, I, I like to tell them a little bit about what I'm, what I'm about to tell them. Uh, then I'll tell them about it. Uh, and then <laughs> I'll, I'll remind them, <laughs> I, I won't quote, yes, kind of, but I'll tell them why I'm here, right. For this yeah. role, just yeah. like you said. Yeah. Um, so, Hey, Eric, you know, I, I really appreciate your time sitting down with me for this role. Uh, you know, my my career. Happy to tell you a little bit about myself. My career has has really been um, about innovation. I, I really like innovation in marketing. I, I try to be on the edge of where marketing is going, where customer behavior is going. I, I like that part of marketing. Um, so early in my career, I was on the publishing side. I was at Philadelphia Magazine. Uh, I was working on um, blogs for them. I was working on. Um, events uh, and contactless, you know, early, early days, customer database stuff. Um, from Philadelphia Magazine, I went to a, so in-house uh, on the publisher side, I went to a full service digital agency uh, that was actually part of a larger enterprise software company. So you see, I'm hitting both, both notes there, agency mm -hmm. side mm -hmm. and enterprise software side, depending on who we're talking to. Um, so uh, full service agency, um, all kinds of capabilities, search engine optimization, website design and development. Uh, we had a UX lab, all flavors of paid digital media, email marketing, affiliate marketing, uh, really full, full service e-commerce marketing uh, inside of an e-commerce software company. Um, and I was responsible for a few of those channels, search engine optimization. I was part of the SWAT team that helped design our social media marketing offerings, was really at the beginning of social media uh, as a marketing channel, as a marketing vehicle. Um, so worked with the SWAT team at the agency to figure out what that offering should be and then roll that out to portfolio of clients. Um, so was there for a number of years, agency side, uh, then shifted to startup mode 
um, where I was head of client strategy at a marketing technology company that was that was really in startup mode. You know, fewer than fifty employees. Um, so uh, really, uh, you know, working with a number of Fortune five hundred clients on X, Y, and Z um, projects that look like this, sound like this, depending on. You know, I'm, I'm phrasing, framing the projects and the initiatives and the clients based on what it is that's in the job description. Um, I'm not making a thing up about my background. I am simply selecting the most relevant parts of my career profile uh, to talk about in this personal pitch um, so that the, hi- the hiring manager can highlight those things. Yes, he's got this. Yes, he's got this. Tick this box. Um, because I've already read the job description, you've given me the answers to the test here, and I want to make sure I'm bringing only the most relevant parts of my background to this conversation. It's not a stock version of my pitch. So here are the things that I worked on. I noticed you, you know, you, these are some of the things that might matter to you and and be relevant to this role. Great. So I was there for uh, about five years um, in a leadership role at this marketing technology startup. Um, guided them through some growth. Uh, they had an exit. Um, I went on to consult for a few years in this space, right? And my consulting actually had, I worked in a number of different verticals. So I would pick the verticals to talk about that are relevant to the role, relevant to the company, um, because I had a really diverse portfolio of clients while I was consulting. Uh, I'm not going to rattle off every type of client that I worked with. I'm just going to mention the two or three that are most relevant to the role, the company that I'm interviewing with. Um, so, so you, you get the picture, right? And, and now I've said, you know, Hey, Eric, I, I appreciate you letting me walk you through that. Um, you know, a little walk down memory lane. I hope that was helpful. I hope that was informative about my background. Um, you know, so in-house on the publisher side, full service agency, uh, marketing technology startup, uh, you know, consulting for a number of years and then back in-house really 360, you know, uh, uh, back to in-house marketing roles. And uh, that that sort of leads me to today and why I'm sitting down here with you uh, about this role. I, you know, thing X and thing Y in the job description really jumped out at me, got me really excited uh, about what your team is working on here. And uh, that's why I wanted to, you know, uh, meet with you and, and learn more about what it is your team is working on, because it looks really exciting from the outside and from the outside looking in. Got it. So that's a good walkthrough in terms of how to navigate what to pull from, but also how you're tying together those different stops along the way. Now, I'm wondering, is it appropriate for someone to prepare their answer by literally saying, you know, someone asking me, tell me about yourself when I say, well, uh, three things I want to share with you today. One, uh, let me just summarize where I've been. 20 years agency side, uh, exited twice, uh, small sizes to 10,000 person shops. Uh, what I've done, you know, key highlights from my stops. Uh, sorry, where I've been, I'd say agency plus a stint in-house client side. And then what I've done, I would highlight the launching NFL's first Facebook page, uh, building the centers of excellence team, and maybe something else. Uh, why I'm here is because I'm looking to transfer out of, you know, client side back into agency or or whatever the pitch would be for who I'm talking to, meaning the role that I want. So there is no harm in just literally sectioning off your answer into those three sections and, you know, let the interviewer dig deeper if they want to, because like you said before, they have the resume in front of you so they can see time at position. They can see number of positions. They can see names of clients or companies that you work for. Um, so it's I the think, right way to do it. 
Yeah, I think it's the right way to do it. The takeaway here is is now everyone knows what framework to follow to answer that question to get yourself started, so you don't fall into that trap of like, oh crap, I didn't prepare. <laughs> Let me just rattle off stop one through like all every stop individually, which is a uh, not recommended because you've lost the interviewer uh, after your second stop. And and reminder of what we've already said so far: the hiring manager is busy. Hiring manager already has your resume, has already looked at it, uh, and is in filter mode. Yeah. Is this person a good fit for team culture, the role? And so by sectioning out your personal pitch, you make your personal pitch scannable audibly, right? Mm -hmm. You're Mm -hmm. enabling them to scan what you're saying through their ears rather than their eyes by breaking it out section by section for them and telling them that you're going to do that. Um, it, It really, it will help to, and the crispness of how you deliver it will help to set you apart set the tone for the, the rest of the interview and set you apart because half of the people are half of the candidates are going to walk in and give the meandering uh, resume trip uh, in reverse chronological order, which, which is, which is tough. Yeah. And you'd rather say just enough and let them probe for more like a deeper detail in a certain area. Cause that brings them into the conversation more. You, you do not want to be on that platform for longer than two minutes max. Um, but to your point, you, you keep on hitting the point, which is so critical is be succinct and for God's sake, practice and writing something on paper is not practice. Practicing your answer in front of people or the mirror or recording yourself on video yes. is practice. It has um, to sound natural. Yeah, yes. Yep. Yep. Exactly. So, so that's personal pitch again, good insights there. Some good takeaways. I'm sure everyone's shouting down notes has an approach to try for their next interview. So the Marketing Careers Podcast is sponsored by Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Now, as marketers, we know that knowledge is power when it comes to finding ways to, to grow your business. And every marketer has their favorite tool to get that intelligence, to get the insight, but it often comes with that hefty uh, or confusing pricing model. Now, if you're a marketer, you've heard of the tool, the SEO tool, Ahrefs, right? But you, did you know that they now offer access to their main site research products for free? All you need to do is go to hrefs.com slash AWT, and you can access all the power of their site audit and site explorer tools for nothing, for free. So uh, there's even a great walkthrough video when you get there. I'll walk you through and tell you how to get started in, in minutes. Now, listen, this tool goes way beyond what you can get in Google Search Console, and you're unlocking insights for your site that will help you be successful, be more competitive, and listen, the HRS Webmaster Tools aren't just for the SEO team, right? So the content marketing team are going to use this tool to find the right trending topics, key terms, understand how to drive more traffic of the right traffic to your web content. Social media teams can identify which content is actually getting the most earned media and engagement. So, hey, the marketing manager, right? It's time to empower your teams. Let them start making more strategic decisions with HRFs for free. And remember, listen, Ahrefs, you don't have to be an SEO pro to rank higher and get more of the right traffic. So get started right now at ahrefs.com forward slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Now let's get back to the episode. How to prepare for the, the question that it has many, many facets, phases, faces, and angles in terms of Asking, or I should say, the question that is asked is the tell us your biggest strength, weakness, mistake, learning, 
Again, however that's phrased, because it's asked in a lot of different ways. But the thing here in terms of how to talk about your personal brand here is understanding and showing someone that you are self-aware. And when we say self-aware, when it comes to a marketing interview, we're talking about a couple of things. Primarily, it's got to be your working style because marketing teams are so dynamic. They're so diverse. And just because you have a nice manager doesn't mean you have a great marketing team. Um, So you need to understand what is the team environment that is the best fit for your working style and quite frankly, own it uh, and represent that into the conversation. So when someone's asking you your biggest strength or weakness, you know, we have the, the market types assessment. We have the market types guidebook. We have the thing that actually will let you plot and identify what is the working style that works, that is your working style. And if you're a Swiss army knife and you're work, going to work for an agency and they ask you about strengths and weaknesses, you automatically can answer both of those questions by saying, as a Swiss army knife is my working style, my strength is X, my weakness is Y. Um, but not until you identify that working style can you be comfortable in developing those answers. I love it. And and the market types guide, in addition to the assessment, go go find out which of the six market types you are. You are one of them, or you're a combination of two or three. And the market types guide that comes with the assessment gives you interview ready answers for tell me about your your weaknesses, tell me about your strengths. Yep. Um, it's it's all outlined there, and you'll be surprised. Uh, at how close some some of the uh, strengths and weaknesses of these market types might uh, resonate with how you work and where you've gotten tripped up in the past or what you're really strong at, what you're really good at. Um, so I totally, totally agree. Uh, double double down on that. Go to the marketinghelp.co slash market types and, and check out that assessment. It's going to help with this. Because here, here's how it's going to help. Let's go to the side of the hiring manager. The hiring manager, remember, is listening with a filter. And when they hear you talking about yourself knowingly, right? You know that you're great at this, not good at this. Uh, for, the, for the right manager, for a good manager, they're going to recognize that as a positive. And when they go back to debrief with their team, they're going to write down, hey, Jed really knew himself and was aware of what he was good at and not good at. And as a matter of fact, he gave me an example on what sort of working environments he doesn't thrive in, but what he's doing about it to change it or to to, to manage it. So again, we want to make it easy for you by giving you the resources so that you can prepare a good answer. Because let's be honest, everyone should not be using when someone asks you your biggest weakness, uh, too detail-oriented, not a good answer. You can have a much better answer, and we're going to give you that uh, resource to help you... um, develop that answer through the market types guidebook and assessment. Exactly. Uh, and, and just just to uh, borrow something directly from our market types guide um, is instead of saying, I'm too detail-oriented, if you are a Olympian, one of our market types, and you are expert in the details, for example, you will do wonders for your career if you are paired on projects, programs, and campaigns with a big picture planner uh, who's thinking more maybe holistically beyond a, ch- a specific channel or two. So rather than say, 
I, sometimes I get too in the weeds with the details. I'm a details person. Uh, you can give the hiring manager so much more context about how you succeed by saying, you know, a lot of times I'm, I'm kind of an Olympian with this certain channel. Um, I've spent a lot of my career in this channel. I do really well when I'm, when I'm paired with someone who's thinking really strategically about, you know, channel roadmaps and program roadmaps. Um, and then I can, I can nail all the details and, um, you know, make the rubber meet the road. That's an answer, right? Mm-hmm. That's a self-aware answer that the hiring manager can do something with. And they know that you get it, that, that you know how to bring out your own strengths, um, which is you <laughs> managing up even before you're, you're in the job. Right. And you've given this hiring manager, you know, you're opening their eyes and ears to a new vernacular that they're probably going to be curious about. And again, that gives you an edge that makes you stand out in a good way. Um, so that's the second one. You know, again, we all have been asked those questions in some way, shape, or form. That's how you prepare for it. Third, the way to talk about yourself, personal brand in an interview, comes to the pieces and the questions where the hiring managers want to know the details, specifically around your specific uh, primary skill set or secondary skill set, where. Uh, you want to showcase abilities. So if I'm a hiring manager, I want to make sure I want to I want to hear examples of you having receipts in quotes, meaning uh, you've been there, done that. And anyone can say that they've successfully launched a TikTok campaign or that they uh, increased leads by umpteen percent. But this is where it gets interesting. And I and I've and I've caught people in interviews that, like I said before, there's the what, there's the why, and there's the how when it comes to your abilities. And a lot of people can talk about the what, you know, ran TikTok campaign, uh, researched some influencers, um, you know, created, built an app to do X, Y, and Z. So that's what you did. Can you answer why you did it? Meaning speak to the objective, speak to the objectives and goals that were governing that creation and that what. And then lastly, to really make sure that you're prepared to showcase your abilities, speak to the how. How did you execute it? What were the specific tactics, levers pulled, nuance? Now, again, some hiring managers, if they're peers or those that are in the weeds on a day-to-day basis, they're going to test you and see if you know uh, which blog um, or content producers are the hub for all the information for your specific marketing uh, channel. Or they're going to want to challenge you on, did you hear about what happened at Google today? Or they're going to challenge you to say, did you know about that new feature released in Facebook ads? So you have to be able to speak to not just your abilities, but also uh, the tactics and the implementation uh, for those successes. Um, Now, when it comes to answering these, these ability statements, or I should say these abilities, we talk about the power of the impact statement, which again, should be on your resume but it is the statement that summarizes what your accomplishments were in that position. And quite frankly, become very easy to speak to when you're in a conversation in the interview. So when someone asks you about that campaign and they say, tell me about this campaign where you you increase leads by 300%. Well, guess what? Your impact statement on your resume should already have the, the how included by testing landing pages, testing ad copy, testing, um, uh, segmentation, whatever the case may be. Uh, yeah. when, it, 
when it comes to impact statements, like we say, it's the equation that rules. And that's you have the action verb because that's what it's all about. Plus the impact, plus the time frame, plus the tactics. That is your equation, foolproof for being able to showcase your abilities, not just on your resume, but you can actually recite or speak to those when someone wants to learn more about the, the why, how, and what. Exactly. And those impact statements are essentially your personal pitch for a project that, that you drove on or a campaign that you drove on. Um, you're pitching your success and how you were successful. Um, and Eric, wouldn't you say they're also each of those bullets, you know, whether you have uh, two, you know, two, three, four, five bullets under under each role that you've had in your resume, wouldn't you say each of those are sort of an invitation to the hiring manager to scratch deeper? Oh yeah, and they oh tell tell me a little bit about this one, and and you're going to see which ones they ask about, right? You've mm-hmm. kind of got a menu for them to pick from, and you know what what are these? Can I tell you about? Uh, well, tell me more about this one. And then you can go into your star story, right? And you can talk about the situation. You can talk about the tactics, the action and the results and take them through a really concise um, story, a narrative of, of how you delivered that thing. But look at those impact statements as sort of dual purpose. They're, they're pitching, right? It's, it's, it's the pitch of how successful you were at something, project, campaign, program, uh, and it's also sort of a, a, a tease, a dangle for, for, for the hiring manager to ask more uh, and, and learn more about the story. Absolutely. And who doesn't want to you know, go into more detail about things that you've already done? Now, again, this, this is where those that are faking until they make it will get caught and you make up a number and you say 300 percent. Someone asks you for the raw numbers that made that. And then you don't have those numbers. So, so beware. If you're right. if you're falsifying information uh, at this level of detail, but listen, when you're comfortable and you're showcasing things that you've done, you're right. It is a choose your own adventure. Let the hiring manager go deep in a specific area. Uh, trust me, you'll learn after a couple of interviews if you haven't done it this way yet how how impactful it can be to have this level of detail on your resume. Yeah, um, and we've we've said it we've said it a couple times now, but please please don't flub anything. Please don't fudge anything on your resume. Uh, Don't inflate numbers. Don't take credit for things that you didn't actually do. If you were just part of the project team, don't say on the resume that you led the project. Um, You know, Stuff like that is only going to shoot you in the foot during Mm -hmm. the interview. And it's going to shoot the team in the foot and you in the foot later if you get the role. Um, Because there's, there's, you know, Eric, you always have an expression about when you should be applying for a role and when maybe it's a little bit of a reach, right? There's some threshold. Um, And and you don't want to be fudging part of that number to artificially bring your threshold too high because you're not going to be successful in the role and and your team's not going to be successful as a result. And most importantly, what's damaged the most is your personal brand. And, uh, you know, small world, this, this marketing industry. So, you know, someone will, listen, just, just not good practice. Um, so those are the three main ones. Good, good, good. Last thing on that one. The other thing I love about sort of the tactic in an interview of inviting the hiring manager to ask questions about what's on the resume and, and, you know, let them guide a little bit. They're going to take the reins in most of the interview process anyway. And they're going to ask you, Hey, I have some questions about this that's on your resume, or how would you approach a project like that? Um, they're, they're going to drive a little bit, but 
a tactic for for these interviews is to make it a discussion. And we all know the, the joke, right? Where you have an hour long interview and at minute 55, they say, do you have any questions? Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, so you want to avoid that. And the best way to do that is to make the whole interview a discussion and a dialogue and ask them questions about how, how things within their team work and invite questions that are not necessarily the tell me about a time when you had to do this, right? Sort of more authentic in the moment questions about what sparks their interest on your resume. It's a tactic. And hey, going back to your, your ways of working, your, your marketypes and the six, the six styles, six working styles of most successful marketers, um, the, the hiring manager is looking also not like we, we've said, not just for can this person do the job, but is this person a good culture fit? Do I want to work with this person? And if I come out of the interview not knowing how, how you work, how you are to collaborate with, it's going to make it tougher for me to put you ahead of someone that has shown me how they work, how they collaborate, how they are in a meeting in the interview, mm-hmm. right? I, if I can see how you are to work with during the interview, I'm going to put that as part of my criteria here. You, you're going to have an advantage over others that just answered the questions in black and white and then got to minute 55 of the interview and said, uh, well, what's your biggest challenge? Uh, right. So, so you, you want to make it sort of a collaborative interview and that's you showing them the hiring manager, how you are to work with. And you hit on a good point here because this is probably one of the most critical mindsets changes that most marketers need to embrace before going on their interview. Remember you're interviewing them. It's not them interviewing mm-hmm. you and your, your points are, are made in terms of, it's discussion. So if there's an appropriate time to throw out that question. So what do you guys do when it comes to implementing lead generation? You know, after you tell your story about how you were successful in it, that's the time to ask the question. So I've seen this work so many times, not just with coaching uh, some of our, our mentees and our members, but also uh, can recall it when interviewing candidates when, when in my last hiring manager position is it was such a big difference when it comes to, again, we're thinking about what is the hiring manager saying in the debrief meeting to all the constituents in a part of this process, they're going to remember that. It isn't that mm-hmm. you were the person who waited till 55th minute and said, sorry, no more, quite, I don't have any questions. No, no, no. They're going to remember you because you were feeding them and they felt like they were being interviewed and that's going to stand out. So good point there. Um, so you know, we prepared this this discussion. You know, we had those three main things we just talked about. Uh, just to review, just to review the personal pitch, right? Being able to t- talk about yourself succinctly. Then there was being uh, self aware, being able to identify your working style and address the strengths and weaknesses. Then there is the showcase your abilities. Uh, tell me about a time. Tell me about when you had successes, including the what, why, and how. So those are the three main ones you want to prepare when talking about yourself in the interview. Two bonus ones for everybody here. So what's important when you think about the interview process, and because we're marketers, like Chad was saying, it's right, we're in marketing, but yet we have a hard time marketing ourselves. Your personal brand must be persistent. Before the interview, are you engaging in content of that brand in social media? Is your brand sizzling before you even get into the interview? And when I say sizzling, I just mean it's it's able to get the attention of those that would be interviewing with you. Are you engaging not just with the interviewer, but the company? Are you 
you know, publishing a uh, LinkedIn publish article about your experiences in your channel that you're about to interview for, because guess what? First place somebody goes to check you out is going to be your LinkedIn profile. So how are you keeping your personal brand persistent before the interview? Obviously, during the interview, we just talked about. And then post-interview. So personal brand persistence, it's got to be before, during, and after. And the after, we have a ton of information about that in terms of the follow-up. But that's the the one bonus, um, one of the bonus things we wanted to, to to get across. Any other thoughts on that one, Jed? Yeah, the 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 before it's it's a great bonus one. I mean, the the before is so important because you're priming the the hiring manager, you're priming the interviewer. Um, you've reached out to them on LinkedIn to connect. They've seen your profile. Um, like you said, you've got maybe an article or two or your recent activity on LinkedIn is mm-hmm. all relevant to the role. You're liking, commenting, and sharing activity because that shows up right under your profile picture, recent activity. Mm-hmm. So you have control over that, the brand that you're creating before you even walk in the room. Uh, and then after, right, are you capturing some of the insights that you talked about in your answers in a follow-up email? Uh, are you sending them an article that's about something you talked about. Hey, you mentioned this was a big challenge. Uh, account-based marketing, uh, conversational marketing, uh, uh, f- cookie-less future. Uh, here, here's an article that's relevant to your industry or our industry. Uh, that's about what we talked about. This is the, the kind of things that I'm thinking about. And you're showing them that you're reading, that you're staying on top. Uh, you know, ha- Keep that brand going mm-hmm. post-interview via email, via LinkedIn, and you're going to keep setting yourself apart. All these things are cumulative, right? Before, during, and after you set yourself apart over and over and over again, you're going to wind up at the top of the, of the list here uh, when you get into that stakeholder meeting uh, with the interviewers. And the primer is so key. So for those of you in social media roles or content marketing roles looking to get involved in that that th- those spectrums, uh, there's nothing more deflating as a hiring manager when I go to look at your LinkedIn profile just to get a feel for your your brand. And I see the last post, the last activity you've had in, in LinkedIn is months ago. How confident am I that you're going to be able to effectively maintain our personal brand? Um, now, again, I realize it's LinkedIn and that there's a story behind it, I'm sure. But remember, all we have to go off of is face value. We don't have context. So automatically, you're minus one or two before walking into the interview because I have questions about your ability to be consistent in social media. So again, prime the brand pre, during, and post. Last bonus point here to make when it comes to how to talk about your personal brand in the interview is showcasing your potential. So we understand in the interview, you've done a great job of selling who you are and what your accomplishments were. But now get me excited, to Jed's point, of what we're looking for as a hiring manager. Get me excited about you in the role. Paint the picture for me on what it's like to have you in the role. And what I mean by that is, when I think of potential for those candidates uh, interviewing for marketing roles, the critical thinking aspect becomes a part of it because there's going to be a question you're asked where it's, you know, you're asked to not so much as how many ping pong balls can you fit into a room, but maybe more topical to a marketing channel like, hey, we're struggling with how to increase retention. What ideas do you have? So when you start showcasing that you can tackle real life situational things that are very contextual to what this company is facing that you're interviewing with, that's potential. And when we say potential, we mean show the hiring manager that they can see you in the role tomorrow. 
meaning you've done a good job of showcasing your uh, personality, culture fit, team fit, company fit. Now for the role, they, they understand that you can hit the ground running. So ways to showcase that is, uh, I mean, it's going to be situational, but examples that I've seen in the past and have done myself in the past is you show up with a 90-day plan. Hey, here's what I plan to do in the first 90 days. Shows the thinking, shows the, it's okay to make assumptions. Um, I've had people scribble out during a conversation. And when we were interviewing in person, some people jumped to a whiteboard and would draw out. Here's a funnel I think you should be considering for the lead capture on your blog post. Things like that show potential, and it shows your brain's able to operate and navigate challenges with solutions. Thoughts on that? Yeah. I, I, it's, it's awesome. I love it. And the, um, I always love all your tips. And the other, another, another piece to that is urgency. And you can gauge, you can take the temperature of the hiring manager around urgency. Um, is this a role that they needed filled last week? Or is this a role that they, they're, they'd like to fill when they find the right, the perfect candidate? Right. Um, and what needs to happen? You know, you, you've, during the interview, you've asked a couple questions about what needs to happen in year one. What do you envision success looking like for this role in year one? Right. That's a that's a classic question that you should be asking because it gives you so much insight, not only into what they think success looks like, but also what your challenges are going to be. Should this be your role and the urgency of those challenges? Right. It'll enable you to then say to the hiring manager, uh, here's my you know, here's a here's a potential 90 day plan. Um, I'd love for you to, you know, take a look at it and poke some holes. Obviously it's high level from the outside looking in, but, uh, here also, I think that obviously we're going to have to roll our sleeves up. I'm going to have to roll my sleeves up the second I get in the door. And there's three projects that I'm going to have to tackle while I onboard. And while I figure out the lay of the land, I'm, I'm comfortable jumping into these projects right away because I've done them before, or, uh, I can, I know I can ramp up. I've done a similar project or the temperature is different from the hiring manager and you know they're they're looking for the perfect candidate uh the organization eric is so complex and you're coming in maybe you've been in a different industry and we're in a we're in our own industry and so you might need to you know set the stage that hey i'm i'm big on measure twice cut once mm-hmm. um, i'm really looking to learn i'm going to be in sponge mode for the first couple months i'm going to onboard i want to meet every stakeholder uh, three times and I want to really get aligned with you on what the roadmap needs to look like. And the more that you can get aligned on the speed, the tempo, the urgency with the hiring manager, you're painting a picture for uh, what your first few months are going to could look like with this hiring manager. And you want it to be what they're envisioning too. Perfect. Because I'm thinking about one of my, my past roles where the question that was asked by HR in the debrief session was very simple. Did they want the role? And you look around the room and either people knew it, and this is the hiring manager or the committee, either they unequivocally said yes, or it was it was hard to be in the middle because either you brought it and showed that you wanted really wanted the role, or you were uh, a wet noodle and you just sat there and had no questions and were there just for going the on an interview. Yeah. So that matters. To your point of showcasing that urgency and being ready to articulate what you 
you know, show them, paint the picture of what you will be looking like, what you'll be doing in the role as if you're going to walk in there tomorrow. Um, so now we've shared all these things, a couple bonus tips as well. Now, what can you do? Well, a couple of things. If you've uh, you, you, you open that, that blank document, you've been taking notes or plan to take notes. Again, it'll be a lot of things in the show notes for you. But a couple of things we ask you to do. One, if you're going on an interview and you're, you're in that mode of like, oh, crap, I don't know what to do. I want to make sure I do it the right way. Two things we ask you to do. One, reach out. Ask us how we can help. Let us help you. If it's reviewing your resume, um, your answers, your questions you want to ask, whatever it is, we're happy to help. The second thing we want you to do is think about taking advantage of the resources that we've provided to you as marketers. And we've got a ton of courses and workshops that are designed just for you marketers in specific job search uh, moments. So we talk about interviewing because it's so hot right now. And guess what? It's only going to improve and increase in the coming months. So the marketinghelp.co slash courses is a starting point. And we'll outline for you the courses that are in front of you that can help guide you through some of these key moments, like interviewing, like job searching, like career planning. So, you know, from our perspective, we just know that there's a ton of opportunity for everyone out there to do it the right way. And if you want a job, we want to help you get the job. There's no reason that if you want a job, you should not be failing because you weren't prepared. We can help prepare you. Yeah. Any parting thoughts, and, Jeff? And if you're if you're in an emergency. Uh, so, so we launched workshops earlier this year. We've had some amazing workshops, uh, particularly around interviewing, um, nailing marketing interviews and mastering marketing interviews. Well said. And I can tell you this much, having the discussions that we've had with, with uh, our men- members and, and uh, others in the community, uh, a lot of people need help. And uh, a lot of people aren't good at their personal pitch. Not that they can't be. It's just that they're they're not focusing on the right things, which we hope this episode has helped open your eyes to the best way to prepare on how to talk about yourself, your personal brand in the interview. Uh, so that, that'll, that'll do it for this episode. Jed, thanks for joining. Great stuff. Great tips. Again, check the show notes for all the information and links to all these valuable courses and opportunities. And uh, we'll catch you on the next episode.